Welcome to my basement, everybody. <laughs> Hope everybody's had a fantastic weekend. Uh, listen, uh, Wonder Woman is out in theaters. We've reviewed it on our Film Fury channel. Uh, but I have to tell you something. The whole time that I was in that theater watching that movie, I was thinking of my friend. Uh, she's she's right over there. Um, and I thought, why the hell isn't Marissa Roberto with me in this screening? Uh, and I thought, I've got to reach out to her because we've got to connect and talk about Wonder Woman and many other things. So here she is, the very, very uh, lovely, the very talented and the very missed... Marissa Aww. Roberta, how are I you? I hearing those compliments. I'm great. I'm good. I'm happy to be in this little box here <laughs> up in the basin. <laughs> it's part. It's like the Brady Bunch now, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. This is no, story. No, you need to get, like, get little Ben Silverman in here popping up. Utility. That's our future, <laughs> right there. I actually, I, you know, I'm I'm probably spoiling something here because we might end up doing this at one point in the future. Is uh, we're thinking of uh, creating a like putting a mannequin just in a in a chair beside me with a uh, a monitor head, and right, then yeah. and then streaming a Skype person's <laughs> conversation just their head, and it would be perfect because you're on a green screen, so it would be amazing. You could actually be here. I'm ready. I'm ready to go <laughs> right now. We don't need to be in the same city. We're fine. We don't. We're no. good. No, this All is, the way in the T-Dot. This is the... T-Dot. Yeah, the tech... Look at you. You're always throwing down, throwing your support <laughs> for the for Toronto. I love it. The, the people up there love it. That's pretty rad. We miss yeah. you. We miss you in Vancouver, though. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? We're having a very Vancouver day here. It's very uh, gray and, and kind of rainy. And uh, yeah, it, feel, it feels like I'm in Vancouver right now. Yeah. With you right now, it's like it's happening. I miss being back in the basement. This is this is great. I miss you, Blake. I miss you, buddy. Love you, Blake. Marissa misses you, buddy. Uh, we've got a bunch of people that are in the chat, and we are going to answer uh, questions. Okay. I know people are going to have questions for you, and and uh, probably some comments about uh, Wonder Woman as well. Patrick Furtado, My Angie S, Taz, Suki Gill. Uh, Mr. Precision. Hey, Kyle. How's Kyle! it going, buddy? Uh, and uh, Audrion Leon. There's a bunch of other people in there, too. Good to see everyone. Uh, kisses Sweet. and hugs from uh, both sides of Canada. Uh, but let's yeah. uh, <laughs> let's uh, get into, uh, well, let's catch up a little bit. You are oh, obviously sure. the face of Xbox Canada right now. Oh, and uh, I I mean, I, oh wow. I don't want to, I don't want to take that title. Maybe. I mean, I would well, love that, but I'm just mostly like, uh, like Xbox Canada community. So basically I'm a fan and I get to like facilitate conversations with other fans. That's basically like, I don't have any insider info. I don't have like, I don't know what they're going to be announcing at E3. I have no idea. I'm oh, literally going there as a fan and get to document all of it. You're guessing my next questions right there. Yeah. I, I guess <laughs> we've hung out quite a bit. So you knew exactly what I was going to ask you. Uh, so you don't have a Scorpio well, set up at home right now on a, on I do a 4K not have a TV. <laughs> I don't. I like the first. I'm gonna get my first hands-on with all of these things at E3, which I missed so badly. I didn't go last year, and I had serious FOMO. Right. Um. Yeah, and I'm just excited to see you there. I'm excited to see you know the old EP crew. Like Steve Tilly's even going. Yep. As well, and we'll see Ben Silver. Like it's just gonna be. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about all that. But honestly, like no, I don't have like they literally like I am. Um, the host of Xbox All for One, yep. but I literally am a fan. Like I'm basically getting paid to host the show, but I'm essentially a fan at the end of the day that gets to hang out with other fans. Yeah, sure. But as far as most viewers know you now, you are the face of Xbox Canada because you're all over sure. the place and people are uh, very happy to see you and very happy for you that you've got this cool gig. Are you having yeah. a good time? Is it a, is it a fun oh job? Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not as... Um, Wait, you can't say uh, it's too fun, all right? Because just remember who you're talking no, no. to. Okay. So never, you know. never. Okay. I would never do that. But <laughs> it's not as... Um, and like you and I did two daily shows together. So yeah. uh, we were constantly reviewing everything, playing everything, watching everything, writing things, you know, producing shows. So there was a lot to do all the time. With this, it's very, like, lax. I, we shoot just, like, once a month, basically. Like, I have an event tomorrow at uh, Raiders Esports Club. We're helping um, an Xbox gamer. We're celebrating getting to 250,000 for a gamer score. So we're having a big setup there, and uh, it's going to be live. Like, we're going to do stuff like that. It's everything for fan service and for the fans. But um, other than that, like, it's just I don't it's like a once in a once a month kind of thing. So it's like one of those easy jump in there, be a fan, talk to other fans, and then that's it. So it's not as intense as what you and I did together. If that if that's a fair comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are you working with good people, and are they? Of course, yeah. Are, are did they you you know used to watch you in the programming that you were on and stuff? Like, um, was there an awareness of so. where you came from with all of this? Um, yeah, for the most part, like the Xbox people that I get to work with, um, knew of the show for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's different, it's different because it's not like you and I got to, like, we would critique things and I don't do that for this show. Right. So it's, yeah. I had to put on a different hat entirely. Like it's more facilitating other people to get to critique things and get to play things and offer me their opinions versus me constantly giving my opinion about everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to dial it back with that a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's just, honestly, it's different, but it's cool because I get to learn a different skill set almost where I don't, where it's like, Marissa, shut up. Like, yeah. Maybe let somebody else talk. It's yeah. one, it's one, one yeah. of those things. Well, I mean, that, one of the things that I totally know about the Xbox world is that community is incredibly passionate and yeah. incredibly vocal. And yes. uh, it's much larger than I think people kind of recognize because obviously they're they're kind of getting beaten up a little bit by the PlayStation right now. But uh, they yeah. have, they've grown like crazy in that Xbox space over the years, and people are very loyal. And I guess you're kind of right in the center of all of that right now, right? You're getting to know all kinds yeah. of actual players. Oh man, yeah, it's so cool and to see the passion behind it. Um, just some of the. Like Xbox, the Xbox Canada community really cultivates and gets to know and finds real fans. These people love and are so dedicated to Xbox. And you get to hear their stories and just hearing how, like, they met other fans and other people through Xbox. They like, have real close um, ties with these people. Like, one of them, one of the guys that I'm working with actually at uh, E3, he, like, his son's godfather is a guy that he met through Xbox Live. Like, it's just um, really facilitating this community, this this hub where you don't really need anything else. You just need an Xbox. Although, like, to be fair and to be honest, I've been playing a lot of Zelda yeah. and a lot on my Switch. Like, they're totally cool with me, like, loving Nintendo and playing Nintendo games. But they're not, like, they're not making sure, like, I only play Xbox. They're just allowing me to be a fan which is what I think they do for most of the fans that are part of the community. Okay, so just to be clear, Xbox didn't paint the wall in your apartment. <laughs> That's, no, this is my they, shit. they this didn't is my say the, no. Well, you can live anywhere you want as long as it's a greenhouse, <laughs> green and green. you can only ever broadcast as long as you're from green. You got to be green all the time. They, you they got, didn't I've say that. Green all the time. No, no, they they didn't say that. Although I'm pretty sure they would frown on me wearing blue to any kind of shoots, to be honest. But um, uh, no, there is. This is my shitty green screen. Welcome to it. Yep. I ordered it off Amazon, thinking, you know, Marissa, you're gonna you're gonna stream. You're gonna do it. 
you're going to dedicate yourself to it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I try to connect all these wires. I don't flake. I don't know how you do it. I make, I don't, I still don't get it. Like, I, I still don't it, get it. It is the hardest thing in the world to go from television to streaming on the internet. I got to yeah. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff made set. But, you know, it's like we had, like, tubes and wires and, like, cranks Everywhere. and things on stuff that we would like like gas powered you know old camera yeah. equipment and <laughs> and now and now they're like here's your little thimble sized here here just yeah. plug this in it's everything's it's microphone camera it streams and you know it just looks up to your actually don't even use that just use your machine yeah. you know it's, what so how yeah. yeah how yeah use so your I'm console. still trying to figure that out I'm I have like it's all set up I literally set up everything you know like mixers here right so I'm yeah. trying to get hey, into the mixer game if you want to throw it out to the Toronto community to have some people come over and help you set it up I'm sure that'll happen <laughs> I don't do you want to give out your address and phone number right <laughs> Like that's not a problem too that I would love to help, but I also like want yeah. I want my place to still remain anonymous. Like, yes. I don't I don't want people to know exactly where I live. It's in the beaches area, but that's all I really want to disclose. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but no, yeah, I, I certainly you honestly, know one like, or two people know. from Xbox that might be able to come over and help. Do you want me to do you want me to talk to some people? No, no. I honestly I want the satisfaction. I want the satisfaction of doing it myself. It's like I it's like fighting, you know, one of the really hard temples in Zelda. Yeah. You know when you have to fight um it's like the major test of strength. Yes. Um I so badly wanted to give up so many times and get my fiance and like like babe, can you just can you just do this one for me? Like I can't do it. It's driving me crazy. Please. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the switch out the window. I'm so upset. And he's like, he's like, you know what? No, I'm not going to because you need to figure this out for yourself. And it took me hours. And I finally did it, and it just felt so good. Oh, I was it's like so running satisfying. The yeah, Sorry, it's, it's so satisfying. It's amazing. It, it's so satisfying to finally get it. So this is this is basically my major test of strength. Uh huh. This the streaming shit. <laughs> like once, once I get it. Well, you never will though, amazing. because once you get it, they are way it's better, the and they're on the next app. Like now, now Xbox has their thing, right? Their what's their what's the Xbox mixer. one? The mixer. mixer. I haven't even tested that one out yet. That's kind of why we've been huddled around the YouTube glow and the the fireplace yeah, yeah. Of, of the familiar with YouTube. Sure. Uh, but we know like there's a lot. There's Discord and all of these other things that are out there. Je Jeff Kanata is is working on some other one. Um, wow, but, yeah. Uh, you know well, what? Scott, Scott came to, uh, we're talking about Zelda for a second. Scott came to Vancouver for a quick trip and he and I went out for uh, a brunch and talked about Zelda for half of the brunch. Oh, it's, God, it's, it's so it's, great. It's just taken over everybody's life. And yeah. I got stuck in that game and I, I, um, I was embarrassed because I couldn't get past something. This is just pre-review. Um, and so I FaceTimed with Jose, who had already beaten the damn game, because that guy's an animal and a machine. And Ugh. so he picks it up, and he's at a party, like a video game party in the middle of uh, San Francisco. And it's the bass is thumping. Poof, and I'm like, dude, how do you get past it? I need to get the the all the the astronomy stuff has to sync up. And he's like, what? You can't get it? And he starts showing my face to everybody. I'm like in my underwear playing Zelda. And he's walking around the party going, big stuck in the game. Ah, loser. And he, he helped and me out, though. laughing at you. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Oh, Jose. Uh, but he did help me, and uh, that game, good. yeah, it's it's uh, it, you cannot refute how incredible that game is, no matter no. what part of the industry you're from. You know, that's that's been no, a common denominator. All. Well, no, it's it's great because it combines really so many games that we love so much with yeah. like the Zelda twist. So, like, I was obsessed with Skyrim for like really, and I felt like that was my number one game 
for as long as till this moment, till Zelda came out. And I just felt like this is giving me everything that yeah. I had and loved about Skyrim, but giving it to me on a Nintendo platform that I can take with me anywhere. And this beautiful, this beautiful world that, that I get to play Link in. Like, I can't even describe how sweet it is to me to get to, first of all, take this thing with me everywhere and share it with people. But like, then just have, like, have to, it whenever. To uh, the, the Xbox all-for-one shoots by chance? Do, 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 are you ever in the corner playing your Switch as they're setting up to talk about it? He wants to play his Switch. Um, no, like, we do, we do talk about it. It's you not bring like, the just, console wars right to set. I love it. <laughs> I take it with me. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't know. When I think about console wars, I never think about Nintendo in the mix with that no. anymore. I feel like Nintendo is its own thing. It's always been its yes. own thing. You can't really compare. Um, you can't really have those bro-downs when, when it comes to uh, Nintendo at but all. It's a completely separate thing. But now that you have a Switch and you see how cool it is to take your console and plug it in and play it on the TV and then walk away yeah. with it, don't, don't you want the Xbox to do that? And the PlayStation? Of course. Right? Like, it just That's seems, all I want now. Right? They should all do that. But yeah. it, it would be a lot of components and a lot of R&D and a lot of expense and everybody's pushing for uh, teraflops and and, uh, and and the 4Ks the and all that, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Well, the thing, but you can't really compare, like, when you have an online community, like, you can't really, mm -hmm. like, Nintendo's not in the mix there either because I don't have any, like, Nintendo's a no. very solitary gaming experience for me. I don't really, I think they're not going to introduce this. Um, playing online thing or this com community online thing for like oh, how long now? Oh, oh, they will, but you got to use your cell phone. Right, like I don't. Yeah, I know. So you don't have like you can't really compare that. You, you just can't compare the online community at all. No. So it's just two, just two separate, like two different worlds completely. Like that's why I don't. They're not in the mix. Nintendo's not in the mix. That's why they don't even do like the E3 big they're, stage thing anymore. Yeah, they're in the Nintendo business. Okay, yeah. so we can all agree that Zelda's yeah. amazing and playing the Switch and Zelda's really fun and it's a great escape. You've got the yeah. Xbox show going right now and having a good time with that. Um, yeah. uh, what do you think Xbox is going to reveal at E3? What's your prediction? Vic, you think that I'm allowed to do that? Well, you can predict because <laughs> you, 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 just, no, you just told me you don't like know. I don't know. I don't know anything. But, but really, listen, I you won't you won't be quoted by a million Xbox sites. I promise you. <laughs> the spokesperson <laughs> for an Xbox show will not be quoted on I mean, her like expert advice we, on what. Or, we just talked about how we can't even like when we go to the show show floor like pre briefing, we can't even be like. So what do you think they're going to talk about? We we can't do that because even though we don't know, it will yeah. come across like. Well, they definitely know, and that's why they're talking about it. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm really not allowed to know, and I'm not allowed to comment on how I don't really know. And you can see, you can see the laser lights. They're beating on her head right now. The snipers are on the roof across the street. They're dressed all in green, of course. Uh, okay, do you want to make any predictions on what Nintendo or, or PlayStation will? You can, um, you can throw down some ideas there, right? No, I I don't, but I can tell you what I want okay. out of Nintendo. I want yeah. another. Fucking Animal Crossing game. I can tell you that right now. I don't think I you're going to get it if you ask for it that way. Well, yeah. You potty mouth. Reggie! Like, how awesome would it be? Like, I know I realize that I still have a 3DS. Like, I get that, but I don't even care about that shit anymore. I just want the Switch. So, yeah. uh, now that we have it, I want an Animal Crossing game that I can take with me everywhere and maybe share with friends. Yes. I think I that's going to happen. Out. I think that's going to happen. I think I think there's going to be 
I think there's going to be one from every big um, category, every big mile, you know, uh, franchise that they have over there. But some of them might be ports of what we've already seen before, like Super Mario. Yeah. Like obviously that's successful, and there were lots of Wii U titles that didn't see the you know the audience that they deserved. So I think they're going to bring a lot of that over. But I think what they're going to do is, yeah. say, boom, boom, boom. Here's your Animal Crossing. Here's a Metroid. Here's a uh, Pokemon that isn't Pokemon. Pocket tournament, you know, they're going to give yeah, us a little taste of everything. But yeah, I, I don't know I if they're going to so. be I mean, the listen, next fine. I would take Zelda a new leaf thing. on the Switch. Yeah, totally. That would be incredible. I'm fine with that. They just did an update a little while ago, so why not? Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. let's let's take a couple of questions here because oh. uh, the chat is uh, is on fire, oh, and really? people are very very happy to see um, see you. We've got a uh, Beev Towski. Hi, Vic and Marissa. Hello from Nova Scotia. Ryan Davies. Yeah. Morrowind is out now. You guys should be playing that game. Good show, guys. Keep it up. I got, he's like in between bouts of playing Morrowind. He's back over here talking to us for a second. Sounds like a yeah. fun fun gig. Angie is uh, is approving of your, your Xbox uh, operations over there, which is awesome. Oh, and Mr. Precision, a big fan of your outtakes. I saw the, the, <laughs> the bleepy swear one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> They're, they're all bleep. All the outtakes are just is just me swearing. I, and and after I saw the first one, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm really I'm not going to swear anymore. I am not I'm not going to. And I thought that I hadn't until they really said, like, oh, I guess I still swear a lot. I I keep I keep trying to say instead of saying the f word, I keep trying to say nerds, like all oh, nerds. So it, like I'm trying to do like the Liz Lemon thing and not yes. um actually say like it's not it's not very ladylike, but I don't know how it's, to not be that way. It's very Marissa like. We're going we're to yeah. talk about ladylike stuff when we talk about Wonder Woman. But, uh, feminism. Yeah. Fe feminism. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, these people don't know you like I know you and your potty mouth. <laughs> It's and, so and, true. Your, and your crop so dusting. Uh, 160 hours into Zelda. Fred Wicks, who also says nice. hello, still 16 freaking Karok seeds to go. Obsession! <laughs> All in, ca in capital letters. Fred, we feel for you, buddy. Yeah, seriously. Get outside, though. The switch, the switch works outside. Uh, uh, what do we got here? Uh, rest in peace, Canadian price, if that's the case. Scorpio will be priced at oh. 599 U.S. dollars is what Andrew is saying. So we've got uh, – can you confirm that, Marissa? I, I cannot <laughs> confirm that. Um, but, no, I did – like, I was assuming that it was going to be crazy expensive. And, honestly, if you think about it, it seems like it's going to be for people, obviously, with 4K televisions. Yes. So uh, people that have those usually have a couple bucks in the pocket mm -hmm. that they can maybe spend, and maybe that's why it will go hand-in-hand hand with the Scorpio. Like, I don't I don't know. I, I shouldn't even be saying these things, really. I think, I think it's going to be uh, – I, I think it's going to be the prestige console machine, right? I actually had this thing, sure. and you can't like this is just going to be a total one-sided conversation here. But I think that that uh, this will probably piss off a lot of Xbox diehards. But I think a very smart move for Xbox to do would be to open it up to um, some kind of a, a Steam relationship where you could uh, mm -hmm. turn it into a bit of a Steam machine. So because you can already play Xbox games on the PC, why not go the other way around? and suddenly open up the floodgates to lots of other types of games, maybe just the games that are playable with a controller, um, mm -hmm. and uh, allow you to port over a Steam uh, library or your Steam account over to the machine um, and kind of, you know, suddenly completely change the conversation about what a console is, what a PC gamer is, yeah. and what an Xbox gamer is. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it would be nice to have that because, you know, PC gamers will live and die by the fact that their engines are better, that they can run more, that they they are the most powerful being in the world. Um, so it would be nice to have a console that literally you can compare those two things, like that's up there with the PC, so like a powerful PC. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. I just want to – I want to – I don't want to say anything bad about PC gamers. Never mind. I was yeah. going to say like, well – like, cause I don't, I don't, you know that I cannot PC game. I can't, I don't get the QWERTY thing. I don't get it. And I've uh, never been able to get it. PC gamers are, are sitting pretty, man, because they're, they're getting, they're getting tons of great console ports. They're getting the best prices. They've got this massive back catalog. They don't ever have to worry about backwards compatibility. That's uh, what I mean. They already have everything. So why don't they yeah. stop rubbing it in my face? Well, I, I don't. I don't think they are, but I think. I think. Um, you know, Xbox uh, has an opportunity there. You know, because of yeah. its its uh, its sort of playing field. You know, where sure. where it kind of is positioned with all kinds of stuff. Anyways, that's a huge deal. We'll, we can talk about that a little bit uh, down the road, maybe after E three, when we actually start to know what some of the details are. Uh, Mr. Yeah, well, Precision. we can talk then. Yeah, absolutely, and we, we will can talk after the Xbox briefing. Yeah. Mr. Blake Seifkin says, I'm a Mac gamer with a happy face. He's very, very... <laughs> shut, shut up, Blake. <laughs> just, just shut your mouth. Stirring the shit right there. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What do we have? Oh, uh, Tech Junkie wants to know if I use Snapchat, because Marissa is an avid Snapchatter uh, yeah. of all delicious food. I, I've opened up Snapchat. That's not for me, man. No, it's not for you. Did I just call it Snapchat? That's kind of the way Snapchat. I feel. That's kind of the way I feel about it. No, like well, I, I just Nick. feel like... It's making fun of me. It's like there's somebody on the on the other end of the Snapchat thing. Even before I put anything in, just going, look at that guy. He's trying to figure it out. Look at him. Yeah, I bet yeah. you they have like the reverse camera shots of all kinds of people that are not 15 or <laughs> are trying to understand how to use the app. And then they're gonna they're, they're gonna hide that and then release all of that at some point down the road. Oh, oh God, that would be so entertaining. Yes. Um, that's one of the things you sign your life away to when you click accept. Yeah. Um, I no, you have you have Instagram and you have the option to use the Instagram story mode now, which is essentially Snapchat. So yeah. why don't you just start with that? Because honestly, I've really migrated a lot of my content that I would normally put on Snapchat to Instagram story, um, and so just use that instead. That's what that's what it is. It's for you now, Vic. People that don't like using Snapchat, it's Instagram story. I don't have time to make stories on Instagram. I like I remember <laughs> I remember every couple of days. Oh yeah, I have Instagram. I can put a picture up. Boop. I, I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't have time to think about. Like we're we're cranking on content that is cut together and up on our YouTube channel and stuff like that. And, I get it. You know, I, I do. I get what, it. But you can't like, I got a real talking to yeah. um, by a social media specialist mm -hmm. um, who told me that I'm not like, how, how can I even expect to have any kind of following on Instagram if I don't post every day? Yeah. And I can't like, I'm like, how do posting, posting an Instagram photo never like actually gives me anxiety sometimes. Cause it's like, okay, well it has to be, you know, good lighting. It has to be like something good that's happening. Can't just be like a stupid, like I, I'm, I hate the selfie thing. Yeah. I know that like I, I have to do it more, but I don't, I feel like there needs to be something more to just taking a photo of myself. There needs to be other things happening Absolutely. or at least something cool that I just like just something cool going on in the photo. I don't. So producing one of those photos is a lot of anxiety. It takes me forever. So I understand why you wouldn't want to, you know, invest time in Instagram, really, because it, it is anxiety-inducing. In fact, it's the one social media platform that has the highest um, depression rate or something. It causes the most depression yeah. among you among users, which is pretty messed up. Well, we live in a kind of a crazy world, right? Like, we have to think yeah. about all these different ways that we can reach people. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's... 
I like it. I like being able to put cool photos and have like this extra online library up there and sharing it with everybody. But the story stuff sure. seems for me uh, more than I want to sort of commit to at this point. You know, I feel That's like fair, but people do want to see like I would love to see like your afternoon with Ruby at the park. You know what I mean? Like, as, yeah. like I want to. The, the story the story offers a way for the viewer to live a little bit of your life with you just for a moment and you get to share whatever you want like it, it doesn't obviously you know you don't have to show everything just show like if you're at the park with Ruby like the other day when you posted that she was reading comics and she had a little scooter with her like that was so freaking cute like I would have loved to have seen a little video of that just for a second yeah. of her and like the thing because she's so precious like the things that she says and I don't oh, know yeah. maybe you don't want to share so much of her online but well, that's she, part like of it for cute. sure. There's two things there. I don't want to be the dad yeah. that's always on his phone all the time, and and I live mm -hmm. in the online space more now more than I ever have. You know, like sure. we were, our content is is almost exclusively viewed online, mm -hmm. and so not only are we posting and working with that work, but I'm also interacting with people that are watching that stuff and tweeting sure, about yeah. it. So I've got the phone in front of me more than I ever had. And I've always oh, I know. been a person that's had these technologies available to them. So I'm aware of that. And I don't want Ruby mm -hmm. to just know me as that guy with this uh, yeah. surgically attached phone. And I, I don't want to sort of co-opt her agency to decide whether she wants to be online as much as, as sure. I would love to share her with the world, you know? Sure. Yeah, I would love course. for her to be here. You know, and yeah. co-hosting co with me every once in a while and just, you, you know, doing some stuff. But I, I kind of want it to be a very organic thing that she mm -hmm. agrees with and that her mother agrees with. Sure. And, uh, uh, you know, we make that happen. But it's a, it's a tricky thing. I know a lot of families mm -hmm. and a lot of people are super cool with sort of that much exposure and that much stuff. But we are definitely, as a family, our family is grappling mm -hmm. with, with uh, the just the amount of screen time that we have, particularly because so much of my work is that too, you know? Yeah, and, no, that's and, true. And Ruby sees that too, right? So yeah, no, knows, you're right. You know, her favorite thing right. this week has been, are, have, were you playing arms? She puts her little <laughs> arm, her, her little hands on her, on her uh, waist. She says, were you playing arms, dad? Were you playing arms? She keeps, she keeps she's asking. She's so cute. She keeps asking me. And she's like, yeah, you caught me. Yep, that was playing arms. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Why is she so sweet? Anyway, yeah, so obviously I want you to put one of those up yeah. on your Instagram story. So back to things that I want and less of <laughs> what you want to post. Fair enough. I, I well, I'm, audience I'm a, see more of your life. I'm a super proud dad, you know, like yeah, I would exactly. ab absolutely throw more of that stuff up there. But I, yeah, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be too crazy with all that stuff. I but, get it. No, but, I don't have a child, so I don't know the, the struggles with that. I only know like, you know, I, that's why I post my food. I'm proud of my food. I don't yeah. have, it, I don't on, honestly, it is so different. Actually, um, um, Casey who works with, uh, I forget his last name right now, Casey Lynch, who uh, used to work at IGN and works with Square, he just tweeted the other day um, that, you know, shout out to all the dads that are going down to E3 or all the parents that are going down to E3 because it it's, uh, you know, balancing all of this stuff um, and and trying to be available as a parent and all that stuff is, is a whole new thing, you know? Like it's yeah, so absolutely. easy to get lost in these worlds and, and to be uh, thinking about, your content and all of that stuff all the time. It's very easy, right? No, I know, but still, and still be a dad and still be present. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm assuming that would be very tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't ha I haven't lived that life yet. I'm actually a little scared of it, to be honest. I don't know well, how you do it. 
Well, it's uh, it's all gratifying, though. You know, it really is. And you know, the other thing that I, I certainly recognize because when the show went off the air, I didn't know what I was going to do right away. You know, it took me a little yeah. sort of figuring out, and I'm still figuring it out. But it took me a little while to kind of, you know, sort of grapple with what was next. And it kind of hit me that it's probably a very good thing for my daughter to see that I'm hustling and I'm busy. Yeah, and for I'm sure. Tr I'm trying to get stuff going, and and I've got meetings and. I'm, you know, taking trips and doing interviews and, and all of this stuff. Actually, she just saw the, I took her to see Captain Underpants on the weekend. Oh, how is that? It was good. It was actually a fun oh, yeah? little kids movie. There were no girls in the movie, though, which was kind of oh. really ridiculous. A couple background things, but it was just about these two uh, guy kid friends, and then they had mm. a, a, you know, a, a, they turned the principal into Captain Underpants, and then oh. the, the villain was... Uh, uh, Mr. Poopy Pants. It's very young. It's for very young. Okay. People. I mean, I guess I understand that, but I don't know if the kids now still, when they're young, if they still, um, you know, go into girl and boy groups. Like if they play together all the mm. time, or if they're still like very much. I'm gonna play well, with the girls and the boys. About, I'm gonna play with the boys. It's not so much about that. It's about representation. It's about seeing. Mm. You know, and I, I can tell you the story of Ruby seeing me edit the uh, Ghostbusters review that I did last year. And she uh, she saw she looked over my sh shoulder and she said there are girl Ghostbusters, and yeah. she was four. And I was like, oh. holy shit, she gets this she, already. Yeah, she recognizes. She, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's already this you know remove from the idea that women can be anything. Yeah. And she's four, and she's seeing that, and that was that yeah. hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, and. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's really kind of shaped my observations on on uh, the way media is created. But the movie yeah. was good. But I don't know if you know, but I worked with Nintendo to do a behind the scenes thing, and and uh, so we did a pre show uh, interview with Arms down. We went down to Nintendo oh, of America, and it and it airs before the movies. And oh, it's so, so cool! Yeah, for the for the month of June, so. Uh, We've got this little EP hit of me visiting Nintendo and asking uh, one of the Treehouse guys all about arms. And uh, Ruby saw it on the big screen. Said, that's my dad. That's my daddy. And like people were looking over at me from from my, next so to us. Sweet. It was very cute. It was very Aww. cool. So there yeah, was a no, bit I of mean, obviously, like you think of um, you think of a kid like Ruby. You think of just young girls everywhere, and then um, getting to see. Obviously, we're going to get into Wonder Woman in a second here, but getting to see uh, something like that happen on the big screen and having like j like the fact that my eyes just lit up completely. I can't even imagine the mindset of a young girl that doesn't know doesn't really know like the hate in this world yet. She doesn't understand the prejudice in this world yet, or like yep. or any any stereotypes. Like she doesn't get that yet. All she sees is this beautiful powerful woman and 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 so she can feel that empowerment too like that's what excites me about you know seeing a movie like this or even the ghost the women ghostbuster movie like it wasn't my favorite movie no um there you know there were a lot of things wrong with it but um i i hated the internet backlash over even just when the trailer came out like what what why all, why? all of, why all of this shit there? you know like with yeah. the two star wars movies recently with people sort of getting offended that they're being led by uh by female stars and female heroes <sighs> and it, it's why? disgusting that there is any sort of hesitation to to believe in these people you know and yeah. to, and to support work like this it's it's really really gross but hopefully yeah. through these these um you know awful incidents and these awful conversations that are really uncomfortable and hard for people to have yeah. uh, things will start to get better and improve especially if the quant the the content 
keeps getting better and better and is very good and solid and bankable yeah. and, and like the Star Wars films have been and now Wonder Woman has been, you know? And it's yeah, too, I, I it's loved too bad about Ghostbusters because I actually liked a lot of the the casting choices and and yeah. some of the ideas behind it but uh, yeah it wasn't funny i mean that was the that was the major yeah. problem with the movie it just wasn't a, a good enough film yeah, it's unfortunate because you yeah. give um, you you put these women in, the, in this role, and there's going to be a lot of backlash. And so you really want it to be amazing. Like it better be amazing, or else we're never going to have this again. Like you're scared of that kind of thing happening because yeah. you just feel like you know execs just want to be politically correct for a second, and then they'll please the audiences that are complaining. And then yeah. if it's not as great as it's supposed to be, well, we're never going to do this again. Just forget it. It was a failed experiment. Yeah. Um. So I don't obviously didn't want that to happen. Um. But I feel like it's not going to happen now because Wonder Woman was great, directed by. <laughs> Woman, like just so many. Uh, although I gotta say, there I had a couple problems with the movie, but overall it was a really good experience. I yeah, see it twice. It's not perfect, absolutely. No, I, I am curious. I've only seen it once, and I I was really really impressed, and I, I felt yeah. uh, you know I was getting emotional in the seat and supercharged and you know ready to yelp out and it was cool (laughs) i I said this in my review but there was a a woman that was two seats away from me and she actually stood up in her chair and she was just like (laughs) getting right into it and so i I, it was awesome you know it was awesome to be transported with uh this character that is so well known Mm -hmm. you know and so respected but has been just forgotten about well, for so long. Yeah, but also like it's been she's been altered over time, right? And so yeah. um then there was these images where you think like Wonder Woman's supposed to have big tits and Wonder Woman's supposed to like just the way that her character has evolved over time with just different animators, um and different comics, different um things where you may have seen Wonder Woman, but at the heart Wonder Woman has always been created by a feminist. William Moulton Marston was a feminist. He believed in the women's liberation movement, and and that is one of the reasons why he created this character. That's um, awesome. To yeah, to be this icon for women everywhere, to to empower them, to make them realize that you know what you don't you don't need to rely on a man to feel powerful to to live your life. You don't you don't need that. You can be strong just with yourself. And and even in the movie, like the movie even points out the fact that technically, like we only really need men for reproduction. Like you don't. Like you don't need to rely on a man for anything other than that. So I'm sure that a lot of um, you know misogynists in the audience were rolling their eyes at that moment. But um, for me, it was great. It was really funny. <laughs> it, was, it was just a really funny moment uh, with her and Steve on the boat, uh, just getting to know each other a little bit. And but but the fact that we got to go to Themyscira, we got to go to this um, island where these Amazons live, and like to feel the empowerment of these women just fighting each other, just training just in case something bad happens. They're going to keep training. They're going to keep fighting. And they have this amazing community with with each other. Um, I think should cultivate a little bit more of that in our own society. Like, Because women, for some reason, like we like I grew up in a world, we grew up in a world where we feel we need to compete with other women. We we need to pit ourselves against them. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we have those, those communities here. We have that society. So uh, that's why I was so... I mean, there was obviously you saw that there was a screening for just women that was yep. held, um, and now there's somebody suing over that. And I was really like, first when I saw that, I was like, you know what? There's going to be a lot of backlash over this because, uh, well, if we're because the 
being a feminist means you want equality. And if we're having equality, then we shouldn't really just have, you know, female only anything. There should be integration. Um, but I also understand it from the point that, you know what? We have been waiting for this for so long. We've been waiting for this movie for so long and to have a female director, to have a strong female lead and to get to be in a room with just women supporting other women is a big deal. So to have that, I feel like we shouldn't get so upset over something. So silly. There's so many people upset over it. Well, I think that anybody that's got any, you know, sort of emotional maturity or any kind of strength of character would not even mm -hmm. think that this would be something to discuss. It just yeah. is. It's something that should be undeniably celebrated and recognized mm -hmm. as valuable culturally, you know, and uh, yeah. and and that's the strength of getting this movie made, you know, at the quality mm -hmm. level that that it has been made. And to hear some of the, the tales of uh, uh, of what Patty Jenkins was going through, I just read recently that the uh, the No Man's Land scene where, where Wonder mm. Woman comes out of the trench and, and sort of fights for this, uh, you know, beaten down little uh, village, mm -hmm. um, they there were executives at Warner Brothers that were questioning why she would want to do that. Why can't we just get to the fight sooner, to the big bad guy fight at the end? They were actually pushing what? to have that not be in there. And Oh, God, that was such an important moment. Well, that was where Patty, Je and she, you know, in the interview, in the story that I read, Patty Jenkins really kind of underlined that that's where the character becomes Wonder Woman. That's where she yeah. kind of recognizes that all of this power and training and and, uh, uh, you know, strength and purpose that she has is meant to help people that need that help. And that's mm -hmm. why she exists. And yes. she, that's the first time we see her in, in her costume, in her outfit. Garb, yeah. And, and uh, that's the first time that she recognizes how powerful she is against uh, this foreign machinery that exists, right? Because up until yeah. then, it had all been spears and bows and arrows and horseback riding and... Um, yes. this, this kind of utopian ideal of a, a place stuck in a moment in time and mm -hmm. now she's facing all of this modern warfare technology and she's more powerful yeah. than any of it and and that was an incredible sequence oh yeah yeah no, that was so great that was such an empowering moment as well just to watch that unfold and like to see like the slow motion walking at first and she's wonder woman she's got this well you, um, know, you know what's awesome about this movie and, and uh people commented under my review of the thing on film fury was the uh uh, I, I'm saying how powerful these women are and how empowered mm. all these women are. It it mm. really fucking sucks that we have to even frame it that way, you know? I know. Because we don't see Guardians of the Galaxy and talk about how Chris Pine is empowering for the male identity or Captain America represents... <laughs> you know what? No, the, you guys the, have had enough. You guys have yeah. had a lot of that. You have well, we don't, that. You we don't, don't think about that. We don't even talk about it. And, and frankly, no. <laughs> Wonder Woman exists like that too. She's just a kick-ass, badass superhero. She's amazing. It's just amazing sure. to watch her in action, and she she beats the crap out of these idiot bad guys that want to do harm to other people, you know, and including the big bad at the end, and it, that's where yeah. the movie just went. It, it went bonkers, but as a comic nerd, that was like, holy shit, they, they put that in there? This is incredible. I loved all of that stuff. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't I know think how it's just super fun. Spoilers, but. Yeah, let's spoil. Let's let's definitely spoil this thing. So you, okay. you've, now, you've now seen it twice. Yeah. What, Tell me some of your favorite stuff about the movie first. Let's get into some of the problems and let's talk about the ending a little bit later. 
Okay, yeah. So the first screening that I went to, obviously, like, I'm just super pumped on it. Like, I'm just ready to get in there. I have my Wonder Woman shirt on. I'm looking for other girls in the audience that might have Wonder Woman shirts on. Like, I was just really excited about this. Couldn't find anybody until actually the end of the screening. I found, like, a, a girl dressed up in full Wonder Woman garb. I was right so on. stoked on it, especially in Saskatoon. It's like, wait a minute. Like, where, where are my ladies? Um, but uh, it was just so wonderful getting to go. Like, you see Gal or you see Diana just at first getting the notes from Bruce and then you get transported into like, okay, now she's going to tell her story. I love that whole sequence because it wasn't too long. It was quick. This is where she is now in this world, but let's go back in time. So mm-hmm. she uh, went to, you know, her origin story and you get to get transported to this island that is so beautiful. But what makes it beautiful is these women working together and making this island work for them. And that was this whole solidarity thing. That was what was exciting. And like, you feel the energy from uh, the audience just watching this because you don't, this is the first time we're getting to see this world realized on a big screen. So to Which see all it, the It's so nuts, right? Like, yeah. Like, uh, as just a fantasy sort of proposition, the idea of these Amazon warriors. Why haven't we seen this kind of thing over and over again? In other, because you know the Amazon idea isn't exclusive to Wonder Woman. No. Why? Why haven't we seen women warriors represented like this in lots of movies? Like that whole sequence on the island cu- could have been something out of, uh, you know, out of Lord of the Rings. Anything. Or, you know, lots of other. It cool made things. it made me realize that I miss Xena, Warrior Princess. Yeah. Like it totally. made me yeah. realize like that show was way ahead of its time, really, and then mm-hmm. nothing else came after it. Like yeah. something for. I mean, women and men love that show. It wasn't just, yes. you know, it, it was for everyone, and it just yeah. like I feel this movie is for everyone. But, um, yeah, I mean, getting to see the young Diana grow up and like just see how. Oh like, man, she's I, the I got only... I got chills with that, right? Because of course yeah. I'm thinking about my kid. Little Ruby, yeah. I wish that the movie wasn't quite as kick-ass as it was somehow, you know? Like, so you can, yeah. Yeah, so I could take her. She's only five, though, so she, she's too young for this. But uh, uh, but I, but to see this little warrior Diana, this little kid, was amazing yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I, I know. And have her mom so protective of her and, and just to really feel those emotions um, yep. from the queen and know, like, knowing that she, you know, she's the god killer. She is, yep. but she can never have that revealed to her because, well, because once she knows what's real, the the bad guy's gonna find her sooner. Like the more she knows, the sooner she'll be found. Which is so real. Yeah. That just that just goes back into just like true storytelling and any kind of story that you see or any kind of superhero movie that you watch. Anytime the hero knows, that's when the bad things happen. So her mom was just really in in her heart and soul, just trying to protect this young thing that she loves so much and she was so grateful to have. But um, yeah, you just get reminded that no, this this woman is a god. She was like Zeus made her. Yeah. Um. She she was a god meant to destroy um all evil things in this world. So uh, leaving leaving that island. Uh, that was one thing that I I kind of wish the scenes watching it again. I wish that um you know when they go to the mom and she's saying she says those things again like should you have told her? She was asked if she you should have told her if she was a god killer and she said no. The the more she knows, the sooner he'll find her. I wish that that scene had been switched with Gal or Wonder Woman looking back at the island and seeing it disappear. I wish that when she saw the island disappear, that was the last time we would see the island too. Mm. Only because we never get to see it again and it was just such a like a sad, profound moment because she never gets to go back. Yeah, she left Utopia. She for, left Utopia. To, to help humanity, which is yeah. you know, part of Who her didn't, core. But didn't look, deserve her. Is it Themyscira? How do you say it? Themyscira? Um, Themyscira. Themyscira. Okay, well, Themyscira. L- let's let's be honest, though. The island sequence, as good as it is and as cool-looking as it is, 
would not be anywhere near as fantastic if not for Robin Wright because she holds it all down in that chunk. She's Yo, that so, girl is fire. She's so so. You want to talk power? She's yeah. power on House of Cards, man. She's good. She, <laughs> she is like the. She's the heart of House of Cards. You know, dark. It's crazy heart. to have yeah to have those two things out kind of simultaneously because I was watching House of Cards like just finishing it as I went into yeah. uh, see Wonder Woman. So I was like, oh god. Like it's just it's kind of jarring to see she's her. She's ferocious such a, such in this. Oh man, she's so I mean, she's good. ferocious and everything, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, to see her and, and have her train and and uh, that was honestly like, it was so cool. The I, one of the negative things again that I would say I don't want to get into too many negatives right now, but the whole accent thing yeah was, uh, starts to get to you when you watch it a second time. Like at first you're just taking in everything and everything's wonderful, um, and then the second time you really get to critique it. So uh, that was something that like obviously I I believed there, all the all the there, women there like they were trying. Well, I think they they tried to kind of approximate. An accent that Gal Gadot that Gal was, was going to have or could get to, it, yeah. right? Because she wasn't going to sort of Americanize. I mean, I, 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 it fits with the idea that this is like ripped right from ancient Greek, you know, yeah. drama. You know, I think that that all kind of makes sense in some ways. But yes, everybody's got a slightly different tone to the yeah. way they express themselves. But that that whole sequence with. Uh, uh, Diana growing up, and then it ends with, you know, her putting her her uh, wristbands together, and that power shock, and it sends uh, Robin Wright's character flying, yeah, and she yeah. looks like just that hurt everybody, and yeah. that was that. I mean, that was the first time I think I was like, "Holy shit, this is going to be yeah. incredible," you know? And oh it, no, it was awesome! It, like her realizing power. Her. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, lo I mean, I loved the way um, she met Steve. I love all of that. Like, I love yes. the whole beach sequence, and like, you can't live, you can't. That's the thing with this is that you can't live in these love moments for too long because you know you can't appreciate love unless there is war, unfortunately, and there is a lot of that. So, uh, the like the storming of the beach really by these Germans. So oh, God, fast. It happened so, so fast. fast. How they yeah. how they get there so quickly? Yeah. Well, yeah, like how editors. There were people cutting things and and then we're into a battle. Yeah, but I actually I loved um, I I loved the the way the Steve Trevor and Diana Prince stuff started, and uh, um, I I liked the way that it evolved. I thought that the two actors were terrific against each other. I thought they had a ton of charisma. I think that. Uh, Chris Pine is an amazing actor. Like he's really yeah. sort of maturing into this person that that uh, he's always had talent, but now he's got that. I don't know if you saw Hell or High Water, but he was incredible no. in that film. That that was okay because I was gonna say like he kind of was just playing the same character that I've seen him play most of the time. Well, he's the leading man, but there's yeah. there's a soulful sort of you know like giving up type quality. Like he he gives of yeah. himself type quality. That for sure, I think comes from maturity. I don't think you can, uh, and I think he's a great Captain Kirk. Let's be honest; he was a great casting yeah. decision for that role because there's an element there. There's this, this. Uh, it's kind of fatherly. It's kind of like he's going to take care of us, kind of a guy. He's a leader, right? And he's a good. Yeah. He's a good foil for. Uh, the, the most powerful woman on on earth, you know. Like, Absolutely, yeah. You can and see why they would care about each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how do you? First of all, very strong man to not only have you know made the moves on Wonder Woman right away. Like he knew <laughs> he knew his place. He didn't try anything that she didn't she didn't want. Like there is some love there, and there is yeah. a little like the tiniest little love scene. Oh, 
I wish that was expanded a little bit more. A little, <laughs> little love scene between Steve, <laughs> between Steve and Diana. Damn. Um, and that's another thing, too, is that this movie gives you really eye candy. Like, it's eye candy for the men. It's eye candy for the women just to see these – just to see – first of all, Gal Gadot is freaking stunning. Like, yeah. I don't even – just as a woman appreciating another woman's beauty, like, just to see that on screen. But, like, Chris – like, he's – he's not bad to look at either so you have these very attractive um people that aren't there because they're attracted to one another they're there because they're there for the greater good and they want to help uh the greater good so i love that there wasn't too much of that like there wasn't flirting there was any of that they were there for a reason and they executed there could have been a lot more flirting but there wasn't and i appreciate it well i i think that the flirting that was there was smart like when she asks you know are you an average man where where you're from she says I'm a I'm above average. Yeah, like I'm. Well, I'm kind of. I'm like I'm a seven or an eight or something. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was all. I thought that was all very funny. And right. you know, I uh, I I really admired the way they progressed through that. I liked all of the London mm-hmm. stuff. I loved the obvious homage to uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman movie. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of this movie working is that, you know, it, it's you can see that it is working hard to capture and create that charm it wasn't an accident mm. but yeah. it does have it you know by the, the 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 choices of the performers the script is smart enough the locations look great uh the action was filmed and and put together in a beautiful way but at yeah. the core of it there's this heart that actually it actually does work. It actually do yeah. care. You care about every one of the the people that are in this film, you know. Yeah, and you feel you care. Do. You do care. Like I don't. I wasn't sure about Gal as an actress because you don't really, you know, you don't really see her in anything yeah. that you, she could actually show off her acting chops anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you do feel her um, love, and and I think it would be hard not to feel the compassion for this character and the compassion this character would feel yeah. um, for just human beings in general and like fighting for those who can't fight and that is her her lot in life that is her that is what she's meant to do is to help people that can't fight for themselves and i love that she calls out these generals that just sit behind a desk like you fight with no honor you're not like how dare you You should be ashamed of yourself and that's so that's so real and it, it plays to you know so much of the shit going on in this world right now and that's why i think this movie is important and i wish that like there were certain things that were executed better like the whole accent thing but also like I, I really wish that the German soldiers would have at least talked to each other in German we had a little bit of you know other languages with subtitles because of course Wonder Woman speaks hundreds of languages and you yeah. get to experience that just a little bit but but the audience is smart enough to have followed along with even if the half the movie was in German that would have been something really cool and that's what I loved about Inglorious Bastards so much and it was so genius because like how we loved Emmanuel Mimiu we loved that character so much and she spoke in French she spoke, like it's just you, you get you still fall in love with these characters even though they're speaking a different language we can fall in subtitles like it, that could have happened I just don't know if maybe the studio didn't yeah, allow that I mean they're, they're trying to market this as a global comic book movie for teens on up you know so I, I sure. feel I, I can understand the business decision not to do that but yeah aesthetically mm. it would have been it would have been cool and it would have been yeah. more representational of the the maturity that some of the, the more modern comics kind of embody absolutely yeah. um but uh you know i i love the fact that wonder woman is constantly reminding uh steve trevor that she doesn't need him you know like yes. and, and don't push me around and yeah. he is constantly trying to you know 
assume the role of the man in that time period of sort of yes. being the person in charge and sort of guiding one but she is fully just saying get out of my way don't tell me what to do and pushing him physically and it it's uh, it's amazing to watch that you know like we yeah. just don't get to see that and she doesn't and that's the thing right like you know that she doesn't need this like she's just tolerating all of this bs she could just go into any it's one of these true. rooms and just change the whole conversation like that right and, and that's really but that's cool. what i mean that's why she's this feminist icon she is that way because she doesn't just fight for what's right physically she fights for what's right you know emotionally and 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 just in person in conversations that she has she'll she's gonna call you out in your bullshit yeah because that's what it is like don't yeah. don't be a coward don't be a fool don't be a liar like this is this is how the world is let me show you and to lead with love and to lead with compassion and i I think um, that's something that really all heroes can do. It's just exciting to see it in like embodied in a female because well we don't we don't have that on screen. We, we don't, don't see we it. don't get that. Yeah, no. so there's two layers of uh, of alien in this movie, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't we don't see the Amazon world ever no. in our fiction. We don't no. see just you know groups of women working together in a peaceful way protecting themselves. So yes. that's foreign. That's as foreign as going to Krypton. And we yep. don't see a female lead uh, truly not have to rely on the male characters that are central to right. this. And, yeah. you, you know, and I think that Steve Trevor kind of acknowledges and recognizes. I and mean, he does mm-hmm. in the movie, in the he script, does. in the performance. He says, yeah. the world the needs f- you. Yeah. The world doesn't need me. It's so I, I true. will sacrifice myself, and this is my moment. Don't take it away from me. This is my yeah. a, my ability to con- contribute here. But the exactly. world needs, and that's a that's a very it's so beautiful, effective scene and a, an effective mm-hmm. moment in lore. And goddamn, I wish that the other DC movies had come anywhere close to this, you know? Like yeah, I know. I, I still remain a fan of Man of Steel. I know that I might be alone in this, but the, the scenes that I did like in that were the scenes where there was heart and there was, uh, you know, the, uh, particularly between the the mom and the and uh, Kevin Costner and the kid and... and uh, I really most... think it's adorable that you keep trying to sell this movie on me. I like, I, you, you keep, keep I, I liked that stuff. But they lost all of that. They just lost all of the heart, all of the, the sort of, uh, you know, connection to, you know, the like caring and, and yes. compassion that the Marvel movies somehow managed to find even in all of their noise and din and and crazy sort of yeah. stuff somehow we've really cared about the individuals involved and yes. Wonder Woman recaptured that you know and Man of Steel I mean, for me I cared about the some, the individuals involved but well, not the rest Man of, of it. Steel was just like irritating AF because he was clearly killing millions of civilians mm-hmm. and then like but he's still Superman like that just really bothered me although there yeah. is some of that in Wonder Woman because she is killing a lot of Germans until finally she has that realization moment with the tank that she's car- that she's holding and lifting um, to kill Dr. Poison or I think that's the name of the yep. um, bad lady in it but um, God, she, that was and she had the option and she had the option to completely crush her yeah. or to let her go because she chooses love um, so again she did kill a lot of Germans and I, and I kept thinking while I was watching like wait a minute what if what if Steve was on the German side and he crash landed and he convinced Gal that they had to go yeah. kill the rest of the world because they were evil? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what if that happened? Yeah. It would be a completely different movie. But uh, no, she obviously is on the, the right side of things, but still killing innocent people that are just on the wrong side of the war. 
So you could look at it from that point of view too. Well, that's that's what's kind of um, weird always about using superheroes in the context of a you know a, an actual war. You know, and they mm -hmm. really they they blossomed because of World War Two, like actual superheroes in mythology and and people reading comic books and people you know reading them in the trenches. And I'm sure there were lots of um, you know, different variations of superheroes for the other side, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but they became this this um, tool, really, to kind of propel the idea that we had to give more of ourselves and we had to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is weird to think of any of these heroes killing anyone. You know, that's my, one yeah. of my issues with the first Iron Man movie, even though, uh, you know, he's he's wiping out terrorists and stuff like that. It just feels, I don't know... Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman is wiping out Germans and busting through yeah. buildings and stuff. There are, yeah, it's, uh, and uh, frankly, that's what's shocking about Man of Steel. That's what's shocking about Batman versus Superman. Suicide yeah. Squad was just like taking a hammer and bashing it on your head. Do you, do you know that I haven't yeah. watched it for that reason? Like, everybody keeps saying how terrible it is. I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to ruin the idea of what I thought it could be in my mind because the second no. you heard that they were doing all these reshoots like you know what yeah. just forget it just yeah. just forget about it, it like it, I heard that with Wonder Woman they only had to reshoot one scene um, yeah which is pretty amazing well it was it was a smart movie you know and I'm sure mm -hmm. a lot of it was framed um, with a, a, an appreciation for the struggles that uh, the DCEU had already gone through and mm -hmm. they probably you know, were had had their own battles with the studio creatively, but they probably had a much simpler because Jeff Johns, I think, stepped up quite a bit more during that time period as well and said, "Look, good, you know." And he's been, you know, intimately involved with the Berlanti universe, the the, mm. the stuff that's on television every week, and that's not mm. perfect, but it, I think it represents mm. the comic lore in a in a yeah. much sharper way. And I think that's what this movie was all about: is let's like go back to the roots. And it, you know this really should have been the kickoff. They shouldn't. They really should have started the whole thing with Wonder Woman there, for a couple of reasons. One of them is that she's going back further in time than we've yes. seen in any of the other films. So she is. They say it in the marketing. She's the birth of justice, right? Like they're they're yeah. telling us that this is the person that really leads the Justice League forming. And you mm -hmm. know, in the context of the silly Batman versus Superman narrative, she really kind of is, right? Like she's the yeah. one that figures everything out and tells Batman what the hell's going on. Um, but and the tone was perfect here, and they should have been yeah. able to build on that. And uh, instead, it's it's still a crazy, messy pizza. But who knows now with Joss Whedon? Well, I know, but you have to. But then again, it took so long to get this on the big screen anyway. Just to have a female superhero lead um, on the big screen anyway, so I kind of understand why I was always like, "Well, let's just go to Batman first. Let's just go to Superman first. Like yeah. these are the ones that people know, people love, that people are used to." Yeah. And um, but Wonder Woman has been around, you know, <laughs> for a very long time. She's created a long time ago. So um, to only have had you know, a few glimpses or like the small screen things. Um, you know, now that we've seen it on the big screen seems completely unfair. Um, that we should have had this a long well, time ago, yes. But Yeah, the, the the T V show ran in the seventies for four years. You know, I used to watch that when I was a kid. That was a popular show. Linda Carter became a massive superstar around the world, you know, and there was also yeah. Jamie Summers and the Bionic Woman and stuff like that. There's been an appetite for this kind of stuff. It's not this foreign crazy idea. Mm. We just, you know, for whatever, something happened at Hollywood where they just got totally gun shy and said we can only go down this way. And frankly, 
now the you know Marvel's on the back foot. Now they have to deliver, right? There is absolutely mm -hmm. no reason why Black Widow shouldn't have her own movie, you know. And we need, you yeah. know, if Evangeline Lilly kicks ass as the Wasp in the new Ant Man movie, why doesn't she get her own movie? You know, right. I'm, I'm super stoked that there's a Batgirl movie. I'm super stoked that uh, they're going to try again with Harley Quinn and and uh, build a separate standalone Harley Quinn kind of story there. That, yeah, that would be great to see. But um, no, I, I just don't. We just I, we just don't know where any of this stuff is going to go, right? Because there's always going to be that internet backlash. There's yeah. always going to be, you know, misogynists out there feeling as though, you know, things they love are being taken away from them just so, you know, women won't be offended. Well, there's going to be a lot of that. I hope that Sony looks at their decisions around Ghostbusters, and even though the first one sucked, yeah. I, I hope they say, look, let's let's try it again. Let's go with a different cast. Let's go, or look, let's even hire the same cast, but let's let's uh, try with a different yeah. director, different tone. Let's try to be goofier yeah. and funnier, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And if, I don't know if the cast was the problem. I think it, yeah, it was mostly just the script thing, and it wasn't scary at all. And it, yeah, yeah, there was just. Like, yeah. obviously, you're just missing that. You want that same feeling that you get when you watch the original Ghostbuster, right? Like, you yeah. want to see when you that split. happen with the women. Well, you do, but you don't want it to look like you're a theme park ride version of the first Ghostbusters. You want right. it to. You don't want it to feel like merchandising. You want it to feel like, uh, you know, an organic, built from the ground up, let's, re like, refresh everything, but with a new kind of coat of paint, and let's make yes. it for this new generation but, you know, let's keep some of the, the core principles of what worked last time, you know? Right, but, yeah. But back to Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. uh, I I think my favorite scene was the No Man's Land stuff. And oh, then, definitely. And then what she does in the in the village where she's just going from room to room, just destroying everybody, but recognizing oh, yeah. the fragility and the need of all the people as well. But I also liked a lot of the little moments too, like when she's in, in uh, the UK and she sees a baby and she, she just freaks oh, out and says, oh, there's a baby, because they don't have babies on uh, Themyscira, right? I don't know how to yeah, pronounce it. Yeah, Themyscira, yeah. yeah. Th Themyscira, yeah, okay, yeah. Even like her mom's name is like Hippoathi. Yeah. Hippoathi. Yeah. Like it's a uh, yeah, hard, hard thing to uh, remember or like names to wrap your tongue around. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, those those scenes were excellent. Of course, anytime like her little theme music pops up, and oh, I love that. Goes. Yeah. Yes. So it was just like so wonderful, so fantastic. But even just seeing her, like the just seeing her go, like my favorite moments really were on the island with her growing as mm. a woman and cool. realizing her power as a, like just just right on the island with the people that were around her her whole life, and then having the strength to say no like like who will I be if I stay and like yeah. just thinking about that moment still gives me chills and like I well up a little bit in um, in my eyes like I got, this movie gave me a few moments of like just teary eyes just knowing that like feeling the emotion um that that a woman would feel in those moments like you're leaving your family your mother you're saying goodbye to her and have those moments where her mother's like you have been my greatest lover my greatest joy and that today you are my greatest sorrow and like oh god the emotion behind all of that and just leaving with this man that she doesn't know and and with this belief that, you know, she's going for a specific reason and then getting to this place and realizing, you know what, you guys don't fucking like you don't you don't deserve me. Yeah. You don't deserve me. Like how like you're all you're all bad. You're all corrupt. There's there's something inherently wrong with man and having and just realizing this in this moment, like everything she fought for was was wrong. It was all a lie. And to know that she can never go back, like you're seeing all these emotions and she's and she's playing it so well. In these little one-on-ones with Steve, yeah. um, you know, those are the emotional parts that I'll hold on to. There's there's some you know stuff in the middle that's like not as entertaining, like when Steve is 
Um, um, I just had a discussion with Kyle Chenard about this on Twitter because he fell asleep a little bit, he said, during the movie. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what? When? And uh, he Ca- Caffeine is a wonderful thing, Kyle. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? Um, he, uh, but it was during that time where it's like Steve was kind of putting his band together, basically. And yeah. um, like the time in between when you're in London. And there, there was, I understand why he would have not fallen asleep. I did. I did yawn a little bit during those moments, but they not... forced that a bit, didn't they? They they put yeah. together the, this, uh, um, this band of merry men. Yeah, it's very much like the Howling Commandos in Captain America, and they're just mm. a bunch of weird um, uh, stereotypical. There's like yes. a, an, a an Arabian gentleman, and there's mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a Scottish American. guy, and there's a Native American, uh-huh. uh, and so they're going down the uh, the checkpoints of uh, yeah. of ethnicities yeah, yeah, yeah. and and backgrounds. Uh, right, I did. I did love. I did love the Native American edition because you did get that point where it's like he's he's doesn't belong to anyone because you know everything was taken from him. Well, who took everything from you? Oh, his men, like yeah. the English. So yeah. you know, it was it was good to have that in there too, just for a little history well, callback. And they all charm you at the end of it too. That mm-hmm. was the thing. I mean, it, it felt like the movie yeah. could have gone off the rails in lots of different places but at the end you actually ended up caring about all those guys as well you sure know? Like, yeah of course because you see them struggle together you see them yeah. realize that you know what this is the end for us Let, yeah. like let's all hug each other and embrace what? and realize like, and I would great. say even more effectively than half of the cast of Rogue One you know like mm. it, it took like three times before I really knew the characters' names, first of all, in Rogue One, oh, yeah, no, and, I and then know. I really cared about them because then I'd, I'd seen them in in this movie several times already. But I, now I know them and I love them as as character types in Star Wars. But uh, even after the first like viewing of Wonder Woman, these weird characters, which all I don't think they're really from DC lore. It feels like they were all built for the yeah. film. Yeah. They they were cool. You know, they were yeah. they were fun additions, but not the high points of the movie, but a nice no, bit of uh, color in the movie, you know? Yeah, you walk away from, I walked away from the first screening thinking, okay, well, that Scottish guy was kind of bullshit. He didn't actually do anything. But then yeah. you realize after that, like, it's okay. He was an important part because not not everyone can fight all of the time. And, yeah. and you have to appreciate the things that maybe they love and appreciate things that they bring to the table, even if it's not to help you fight. So yeah. um, just a lot of like little life lessons in this movie that you don't really notice maybe at the time, but then you walk away from thinking about them later. And that's what I loved about this movie too, is walking away from it and not having my own thoughts, but listening to other people and hear the things that they had to say outside of the movie like obviously i'm a lady i get to go into the ladies room so having i was in the ladies room before my screening the second screening and hearing you gotta get all your farts out out, right getting all my farts out yeah okay it's okay i'll practice the theater too oh okay um but but uh have all like these ladies come in and discussing um, how excited they were to see all these women on the island together, fighting together, and like just how empowered they they felt after this movie. And it just makes me excited to hear other women feeling the same things that I'm feeling and seeing the same things that I'm seeing and, and appreciating that. And and actually hearing people say like why like why haven't we seen this before? Why is it taking so long? Like all these realizations coming through now. But again, I see you know you see men walking out of the audience like they enjoyed it too, but. For a lot of men that I've spoken to about this, it, it comes out like, well, yeah, it was good, but, you know, it's kind of just another superhero movie. You no. know, it was one of those things where you don't, they don't feel um, as, obviously they can't feel that empowerment because they've had superhero movies on screen representing their gender for so long. So how can they tap into the feeling that most women are feeling walking out of this? You know, and even if Hollywood had tried a few Wonder Woman 
attempts, you know, mm-hmm. over the even if they hadn't been go- hadn't have been good, you know, mm. um, it would have been okay. But she like yeah. was wiped out of our sort of popular culture, except yeah. for the comic stuff and and some animated stuff uh, until Dawn of Justice, and she was arguably one of the best things about that god awful film and and it it actually isn't god awful it's just really disappointing you know it's yeah man of steel was god awful no man of steel was actually pretty (laughs) solid pretty solid film uh but uh uh it just doesn't make sense that she has disappeared for so long like 40 years you know well maybe 50 years well, we can, I mean, we can be upset about that, or maybe we can just embrace the fact that maybe we were waiting for, for this, this one. for this right. one for so long. And yeah, there are little things that I wish would have been different, of course, like the whole accent language thing, but those are, those are little things in the grand scheme of, um, a fantastic story, um, of a great movie that is executed by, you know, a female director that was given a shot with his big budget that, yeah. that created a, a terrific origin story for an amazing hero that absolutely deserved this moment in this movie and yeah. I think it's time to talk about the ending which is obviously the thing oh. that people have been dancing around you don't really see too much stuff about this but uh, now we do spoilers now we do some pretty big spoilers um, because there was a twist kind of there is a, a pretty darn good twist especially yeah. if, if you know um, the prominence of this character and I have to be frank I, I, I don't know everything about the importance of Ares in mm. the the DC the lore, lore. Uh, mm-hmm. but I've seen him in various things I've seen him in some animated stuff I think he he was in uh, I think he was in the first Injustice game if I'm not mistaken um, well, I just love the fact that it's taken, like, if you, just any English class that you've taken in high school, like, you learn about Greek mythology, yes. so you know of these characters, regardless if you are a comic book fan or not, so right. you get to, you know, talk up like, everybody in the audience will know exactly who this character is, you know who Zeus is, you know about his children, you know all this, um, because of Homer's Odyssey, so you, you already know the evil that Ares is. He's the yes. original evil, really. He's the god of war, right? He's the guy yeah. that, that wants to see all kinds of... Uh, well, I mean, Kratos is always yelling out, Ares! <laughs> yeah. in, in his games. Uh, but uh, he, it's, a, it's an amazing character to throw in and sort of mm-hmm. surprise us at the end. It's like a, a full-on escalation because, yeah. you know, Wonder Woman is on the hunt for Ares for big chunks of the movie. She knows that she's got to kill him. She has mm-hmm. the equipment to take him out. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's dead set on uh, dead set on on wiping him out and stopping this bloodlust that humans seem to have uh, uh, have obtained through mm-hmm. Ares' uh, um, uh, sort of influence. And so she wants yeah. to stop all of this stuff. And then you think that she does kill him. But no, yeah. she doesn't kill him. He's he's somebody else. He's embe- no. He's- she just ends up killing some asshole German. Yeah. And now she's now she's now she's gonna kill the real deal. But when he reveals himself, just like what? Wait a minute. What the? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Well, and, <laughs> like it was one of those. Well, and that's when you know this fierce warrior, this Amazon yeah. princess, really becomes Wonder Woman. She's she's yeah. she's a deity. She's flying. She's she's got the powers of a god, and she faces yeah. a god, and she recognizes what kind of responsibility she has and what kind of power mm-hmm. she has, and Ares. Uh, is nasty as hell, you know, and you, there's this incredible sequence in this movie that I love where you see him, and it's uh, David 
Thewlis, David Thewlis, I believe is his last name. Uh, incredible character actor, has had a terrific career mm-hmm. in, in lots of really big movies. Naked, I think, was one of his, uh, his big didn't breakup we, movies. Didn't we see him in Sherlock Holmes as well? He's in we tons won't... of stuff. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Okay. He's, he's one of those, uh, you know, uh, Gary Oldman caliber type of mm. uh, character actors that appears and stuff. So he's, but he's kind of buried. And I knew he was going to be something bigger than he was in the in the movie because he's a, he's too good of an actor. I, I think he's in the Harry Potter movies too. But yeah. uh, uh, so, but he transforms into this fierce warrior god, and uh, they spinal tap it up to eleven with the effects and all the all the stuff that's going on. Like the whole when he yeah. makes the eyes in his helmet, I'm like, oh. Damn, it's so good, good though. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's just like co- comic book Nirvana at the end. It's crazy. It's yeah, excessive, yeah. but it's like yeah, man. These are it's comic happening. book panels that are ripping off the page, and it's like holy crap, they're going there. This is incredible. Well, yeah, and I, I just love the exposition too because he, um, like he he even says like you're not you're you're not what I was or he I'm not what you imagined me to be. Like he just highlights the fact that listen, I get you weren't expecting me. Um, but this is the for- like this is the form he's taken, yeah. and he um, explains his story. And then I love how he completely destroys that that sword. Like yeah. no, like she was so confused, and he's like, you know, you're the god killer. Yeah. And I love how she like ties the lasso around him. Like I compel you to tell me the truth. Like I I am. Like he doesn't he doesn't give a shit because he is going to destroy her no matter what. Like you better yeah. side with me or yeah. I'm going to destroy you. And he he's so honest and open about anything. He doesn't need to lie because this is the truth. This is the truth about mankind. I showed this to my father. I showed this to my brother brothers and sisters. I'm showing this to you. Yeah. Come join me. If not, I'm sorry. I got to take you out too, just like the rest of our brothers and sisters. I I loved all of that. The whole story. Yeah, he's he's killed all of these other uh, other gods under the yeah. pantheon and and. Uh, yeah, I loved all of that. I loved that he had been whispering in the ears of different uh, warriors and leaders yeah. to try to keep this war going because he—that's that's what he feeds on, right? I loved all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, and I read something that actually was kind of interesting. And I, I what I, I, I certainly I think since Force Awakens has come out, really kind of. Uh, kind of responded to this idea that these movies have a life of speculation after we see them and mm-hmm. it takes me back to the 80s and it takes me back to seeing Star Wars and Indiana Jones and all that stuff for the first time and there were huge gaps between those films like before mm. we got sequels so all in that time and there was no internet and there was, it was just a, a rife with speculation and gossip mm. and you know schoolyard conversations about what happened and that starts to happen now I, I think with movies that really resonate with that really hit and and, and work like Rogue One or, or Force Awakens and I'm yeah. seeing I'm seeing that with um, Wonder Woman and I you know a little bit with the the hyper fans of uh the DCEU the fans of uh Batman versus Superman out there mm-hmm. um but I read that because we did go back to this ancient uh sort of uh uh group of gods they're kind of like the old gods and of course what uh uh, is sort of being relayed as our enemies in uh, Justice League are the new gods. And there's mm. a kind of a crossover, a tie in, in all of that stuff, right, with Darkseid and Steppenwolf. And I don't know all of the intricacies or all of the details and all of that stuff because I was mostly focused on the more gritty urban streets of, of Gotham City when I was of doing course, my, always. my comic reading for the most part, um, my DC <laughs> comic reading. Uh, but I'm 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 excited about that idea that there is some some cool crossover there. And the other cool thing that I read, and I, this is just conjecture as well, is that uh, um, Ares I think uses Poseidon's trident to kill 
another god in a flashback sequence in, in Wonder oh. Woman. And somehow Diana ends up with the trident and could And then she could, gives it to Aquaman? It could be the it could be that that's the trident that Aquaman has in Ooh. his which you know, that kind of shit is just wonderful, right? And yeah, honestly, I mean, we need that if DC movies are gonna be successful and if they're gonna finally get this this crazy collection of, of movies to kind of play and work together. We need I mean, stuff we'll like that. We'll see. I don't know. I, I have no, no idea how this Justice League, Justice League thing is gonna I know. pan out. But um yeah, I don't ooh. I'm a little I'm a little scared, obviously. I'm really excited to see Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh. Um and I don't like I wanna see some kind of relationship cultivate between Bruce and Diana a little bit more. Um because there's never really been that like Wonder Woman has never really had a love interest technically outside of Steve. Like that's yeah. been the only thing. Yeah. But again, again, because we don't like as a woman you don't need to be in love. You don't want to be in love. Same thing goes for men. We don't need to have these forced love stories. But I think that I don't know, I just as a regular human being watching these things, we, we want to feel some kind of chemistry between these characters right. in, in a deeper way. I I don't I mean that would be new for the movies. I think that people would be yeah, kind of up, up in arms about the idea of Bruce Wayne and and Diana Prince hooking up. I know that Superman and and uh, Wonder Woman hooked up in some of the stories, but I don't remember a No, I'm that sure, doesn't work. That doesn't work. Uh, uh, well, because they're super beings and they're yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I'm sure there has been a uh, a storyline where Bruce and and Diana hooked up in the books before. I don't it, remember it. But it, no, it, he's not. No, Superman's not allowed to because he has Lois Lane, and like that's his love. He, yeah. he can't. He's not allowed to be with Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. He's not allowed. I, I don't know how it happened, but they ha it happened. There were big, there were big smooches, and they were they were lovers for a while no. in the books. But that, I think that's all been erased. Um, I have this kind of. I, I I think that there might be a. Um, uh, what's that called when you come back to life again? What's that called? What reincarnation? Yeah, reincarnation. I think there might be a reincarnation t type. Oh, we lost you. Oh, sorry. I just went to low battery mode. It's okay. Okay. Well, I guess that means we got to wrap it up here. Uh, <laughs> I think there might be an, a reincarnation type dealio where we see Steve Trevor pop up again, or a descendant of Steve Trevor uh, oh, that looks just uh, like Captain America. That looks just like Chris Pine, you know? Because I think that they're probably going to like. Uh, the success of this movie, and I think they're going to feel like, why did we let this guy go? I think they're going to try to work him back. Interesting, or really play up the whole um, things that Diana learned when she was in school and she read all those novels um, about, you know, reproduction and love and 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 you know, pleasures of the flesh, as she calls it, yeah. and how like you don't really need a man for those things. So maybe she'll have a relationship with a woman. She could. Wow, progressive. She could. Yeah, could could happen. That would be you that know? would be crazy. Okay, uh, we I think we are going to wrap this up because I know your battery is dying. But I before is, yeah. we do, um, let's take some questions here. Holy okay, crap! Sure. The chat has oh a uh, lot. Yeah, we have quite a few. Oh things. shoot! I, I don't know if they're all questions, but we have a lot of stuff. Uh, okay. Drifting pirate gaming. I I saw that you said uh, Man of Steel was magnificent or superb or something. I saw something there. <laughs> of course, you did like pull that one comment out. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only no. ones is uh, Logan and Nolan's Batman film. Vic was dead on with his review about uh, her compassion for people. Neil Temple, how's it going, Neil? Uh, Superman of '78 is another great movie of all time. It reminds me of things were so different back in the '70s. Jonathan Barker, great observation there. Uh, Marissa's back on EPN. Alex Wright, yes, she is. 
Uh, we've been having a lot of fun with this convo, and it could go on longer, but Marissa's phone is going to die. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Superman in DCU doesn't come across like Superman from comics or Justice League show. So I, we were so busy uh, chatting back and forth that they were uh, uh, just having their own chat conversation okay. about yeah, one yeah, Roman, I think. Uh, Alex Wright um, uh, wanted to know where I got the uh, BB-8 cup. Yes, it was from Disneyland. Taz is correct. Uh, I'm amazed that Wonder Woman didn't have any deleted scenes. Yep, that's right. I somebody said that uh, they should give Pat, Patty Jenkins the Man of Steel two. They should get, give her the sequel, and I think sure. that would that would be incredible. I think that would be a yeah. very wise move. And honestly, like Zack Snyder's been so embattled, you know, like there's been so much fervor and and hate his way and lots of supporters too that maybe the wise thing for him to do is to is to take more of a producer role and and you know supervise a little bit well more maybe, and and some of the but other maybe he's good at up. taking like actual stories that have already been formed and then and making a script for a movie because that's what he did basically with a couple of other guys for this one because mm -hmm. um, it's a story this is a story that's you know mostly pulled from her origin story so there isn't a lot there's not a lot changed here yeah so maybe maybe that's what he's good at because this was clearly successful yeah Although he, yeah, again the whole language thing. Maybe that was his call. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting, right? Like to see how how um, Zack Snyder re sort of integrates into the DC world, right? Because yeah. I feel like if Justice League is a big success, that that Joss Whedon is going to get a lot of the credit for that. You know what? You know what's happening, right? Zack Snyder what? took a break from Justice League because his daughter. Uh, oh, was yeah, she committed was going suicide. Through. She, oh God! Yeah, she committed suicide, and it and it affected his family. And he tried to go back to work. It's the worst. It's the absolute oh, worst. Oh God! I didn't know that. And so he took a break, and now um, oh. Joss Whedon is actually helping to write and direct and edit the rest of the film to finish it off. And oh, uh, God. and so uh, yeah, it's a very uncomfortable, very weird thing. And I don't I don't wish any bad stuff on Zack Snyder at all. But I no it, no. It will be very interesting to see the reception now after the positive response. And to Wonder Woman, if Justice League will carry that torch, and it and if it's going to be Joss Whedon and his contributions that get all of the the credit now, or if Zack Snyder just comes back and everything is hunky dory, you know? We'll see. Yeah, well, I don't know. Haters going to hate. People are going to make their assumptions. That's something that I'm actually trying to do just to be a better human being is to stop making assumptions about things. Yeah. Um, and people and places and ideas and um. That maybe that would just help the world be a better place. Maybe if I can do it, other people can do it too. That's very Wonder Woman of you. I think that's good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Apropos, uh, I wish they would make an, an X-Men movie with Cyclops, Wolverine, Rogue. So Leaf Fan B is basically casting his X-Men movie. Uh, wean yourself off of coffee. So people are trying to uh, help uh, Mr. Precision on his coffee. Oh, co Kyle, co yeah. Coffee habit. Uh, I don't know how you would do that, man. Caffeine is a cause of stomach acid. People are going into the health benefits of weaning yourself off of coffee in the chat. Uh, spoilers, you know Aries sucks. No, wrong. Can Aries I, does not I, suck. Aries is not what? Does uh, Mr. Precision says Aries sucks. Oh, and, that he didn't like that either. Okay, listen, yeah. Kyle, I have a couple of things for you. I feel like you're annoyed because you're off coffee. Yeah, I think and it's that's the something coffee that's thing. affecting yeah, your mood. We have to, we also, have to fix that. Here's something. Oh, uh, the whole thing with coffee and like the, it has a lot of acidity, right? So to balance that, what I've actually started to do, health tip, is put 
a half a teaspoon of this is gonna sound gross baking soda what? into the coffee. <laughs> yeah, so it complete so it so it alkalizes. Well, you know right? you, so, you know about the butter coffee, right? That's the yeah, big yeah, but that's different. Tr- that's is does that help with the acidity? Is that part of the reason why they're doing? I have no idea. The I haven't bull, done the butter bullet, thing, but do the do coffee? the baking soda thing. Okay, all right. You know, it who, sounds gross. You get used to it though. It's it's just because then you use. I have the alkaline test strips because we're supposed to. That's how our body fights off infection is to be more more alkalized. I think it's called. Anyway, oh, you you test your. Yeah, you have to make sure that you're even if you look at like water testing, we're supposed to make sure that the strips are fully like dark green and not yellow because that means that um, there's more acid in it. And acid's bad for your body, so that's okay. why I, I I use the excuse to drink coffee. But if I put baking soda in it, it's uh, it makes things a little bit better. And it doesn't taste any different. Yeah, it does. <laughs> It sounds disgusting, but <laughs> it tastes uh, it tastes a little, uh, uh, you know, aluminum-y. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gross. We turned this into assholes and Americanos somehow. Oh right, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, I just want to help Kyle uh, with his addiction. Maybe that that would help because um, it'll it won't taste as you know exciting, but it's still coffee, and I need my coffee, I, me and too. I feel like you do yeah. too. I go off and I come back on, and when I come back on, I go, "Why the hell did I ever go back off on this stuff?" <laughs> it's it, it really turns a it turns a day into a beautiful day, doesn't it? Yeah, like, so wow, that sounds like life, an addict talking. Life is um, amazing. I mean, let's let's we should try to try to get off sugar. Let's try to get off sugar. Oh, Keep I'm the off, coffee. I'm off the off sugar. sugar, and you've been off sugar forever. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you give Wonder Woman then? Now that you've seen it twice, uh, remember I'm we score out of it. ten on reviews in the room. Remember that. Back it's a score of 10. I do remember. I have not scored something in a while. I'm. Um, How many Xboxes out of 10 would you give what? Wonder Woman? No, I'm, I'm just trying to take away my um, subjective feelings toward the movie. Right. Um, just being a woman, like having, you know, a vagina going into this thing, you're going to feel right, even right. more excited walking out take, of it. So Take away I'm, your vagina. So I'm going to take can. away my vagina. If okay. I take away my vagina from this movie review, I would give it a 9. Uh, awesome. So nine, va- nine vaginas out of ten. Wrong, but... Yeah. <laughs> I if I kept a... my vagina in it, I give it a ten. <laughs> I give it a nine as well. I think it's a terrific superhero <laughs> flick. A yeah. great origin story for a, a, a powerful, important, wonderful, no pun intended, superhero. And uh, Patty, Patty Jenkins killed it. She really made something yeah. special and cool, and, and she cast the right people. And... and uh, I can't wait to see it again, and I can't wait till my daughter grows up a little bit and she can see that. And uh, what does I, Blake give it out of ten? Four out of ten. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. He's Blake. He's n- come not, on. He's not into it. Not into Blake, it. Blake, I understand you giving it like a seven or something, but a, no. Well, he he tweeted a four, but that might have been a a, uh, a knee jerk reaction. Blake, what would you give Wonder Woman now? Four point nine. Four point nine. So he went up point nine. Like I think you're so forgetting how terrible some of the superhero movies are that we've seen. This and is actually up there. Kyle says that's high for Blake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle so, in with the zinger. So what's next for you? What are you going to do now? Uh, I'm hosting the. If you guys are in Toronto, come down to Raiders Esports Bar tomorrow. I'm going to be there helping a. Uh, a fantastic Xbox gamer reach a 250,000 gamer score. Crazy. Uh, we're going to be there. It's at 7 o'clock, I think, tomorrow night. Okay. 
Um, so that'll be live. Also, if you want to watch, you can watch it on, I think, Mixer and um, Facebook Live. Okay. And then going to E3. We're going to E3. We're going to see you guys there. Yep. Um, yeah, just covering the Xbox stuff. So uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm mrob29. Uh, on Instagram, I'll usually post stuff to my stories. So you can see everything happening mostly in real time. Yeah. And then um, I do some, like I told, I keep committing to this YouTube thing, and then I keep just like, it's... It, it's really hard. It's work. But I ha I do have a YouTube channel. If you just search Marissa Roberto, you'll find my YouTube channel. Yes. I do post there at least once a month. I'm trying to do once a week. It's get, uh, giving me hemorrhoids. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. <laughs> I'm going to try because I do want to offer something to the people that have dedicated and subscribed to my channel, so I want to give them something. Um, I, I bought a ukulele. I'm playing my ukulele. Awesome. So there's that. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of that, but um, and yeah, soon you'll be streaming uh, with your green screen uh, back there. Now that I have this green screen, you know that's step one of a million. So I'm trying to. <laughs> if anybody wants to guide me, like step by step on how to do this, Fra I think Francisco screen must be he so happy know. that there's a giant green screen in his house, though. That must be just the <laughs> coolest thing to no, come home saw, to every day. He saw when I opened it up. He's like, "You're never gonna use that." I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he was right. I haven't except for this right now. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I, I saw I saw your profile pictures on a couple of things. Like, oh, I guess she's been using the green screen on some cool that, things. Just just for that. Yeah. Just for this. So you. So now I have a green screen. You can put whatever, like a bunch of dongs. I'm sure. I'm if, sure that could happen. You put that dongs out there. Everywhere. Yeah, you put that suggestion. People do what you want right there. Just that's, just that's go crazy. for it. See what happens. So we're gonna see you at the. Uh, your, your, will you be streaming then? I guess some stuff from the Xbox. Uh, press conference, like as it's uh, happening? Yes, yeah. so that'll be on the Xbox Canada um, Instagram page. It's going to be that. I'm going to post to my own story as well. And then on Facebook, their Facebook page, Xbox Canada's Facebook page, we're going to be uh, doing some live stuff cool. with um, that as well. So if you follow Xbox Canada on Facebook, you can do that. Also, you can follow me on Facebook too, but every social I am at and on and, um, you know, trying to produce content for but um yeah so i'll be doing you can follow along with that as well i don't know what you guys are doing for e3 if you're doing like some live stuff but um we're doing live yeah. streams of the press conferences this year because there, okay. there are too many of them on too many days and i said screw that we're not going to just go down there and live for a week we're, we're uh, just going to stream yeah. from here and that gives us a chance to actually create content as it's happening for rather sure. than collect a bunch of content a week yeah. later and then put it out a week later but we're oh, coming uh, we're coming down for the um once the show opens we'll be there for the okay. entirety of the thing so we'll yeah, we'll, we'll um, see you around yeah i'm only going to go like live to the xbox thing everything else i'm going to stream because again you're right it's just easier to be alone with it have your own thoughts about it and not cuz once you're with the crowd like you kind of get lost in the hype of everything too right you can't really yeah. form your own thoughts you're kind of like lost in the excitement of the whole event so yeah. um yeah i i agree with the way that you guys are going about it for sure yeah, it's weird because I'm so used to being down there for the whole thing, but I think we're we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna be doing some streaming. Sounds you like can still live tweet. You can still live tweet from your living room. Yes, absolutely. Okay, my friend. Awesome to have you on. So great seeing you. I can't wait to see you live and in person in Los Angeles, and I can't wait for us to do this again. And, and we're gonna uh, see it on your Instagram story. And we'll see it on my Instagram story. Yes, <laughs> this will be the only one I ever make, but this will be the one that you'll you'll see. I, I just I want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see you soon. Thank you, M. Rob. Okay, ciao, guys. All Thank right. Thank you. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thank you for your support and for your questions and comments. And if you watch this later, thank you so much. I'm 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 thanking the laptop. This is ridiculous. Like and sub. <laughs> yes, like and sub. Thank Bye, you very buddy. much. Bye bye. <laughs>